Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website is scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, today we are looking to start the week with some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. We're looking at Psalm 4 and 5 today and Proverbs 9. Now, today will be a shorter broadcast because our readings aren't very long. What I'm going to do with the Psalms this morning is I'm just going to read, uh, for example, I'll read Psalm 4 because it's only eight verses. We'll go right back through it with a little bit of commentary. I'll do the same thing for Psalm 5 because it's fairly short as well. These are Psalms of David, and uh, really they're kind of rooted in in faith in God and trusting in God in spite of kind of what's going on around you. So let's take a look, open up our hearts, and see what the Word of God has to say for us this morning. Starting with Psalm 4, King James Bible. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me, and hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing? Selah. But know that the Lord hath set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell. In safety. So that is Psalm 4. Let's just go back through it real quick here. Hear me when I call, O God, my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. There seems to be a lot of psalms that and and things like that to start with that idea of God please hear what I have to say right and I can't tell you how often I feel that way where I'm like Lord please I really need you to actually listen to me I I really need you to actually hear what I'm saying today this is not just some religious thing that I'm doing this is not just a me going through the motions this morning I'm in distress and I really need you to hear me He says, have mercy on me and hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing? So what is leasing, right? It's almost like the scripture turns and it's, you know, it's David saying it, but it's almost like it's God saying it 
to the men, right? Oh, you sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing? Well, the word leasing is the Hebrew word kazab, which simply means a lie, an untruth, a falsehood, a deceptive thing. So it, it could be translated, how long will you seek after deceit? How long will you seek after lies? How long will you seek after falsehoods? That's what it's getting at there when it says leasing. And it actually will actually run into that word again here in Psalm 5 in just a minute. Verse 3, But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. And I like that idea that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. So while humanity is like endless grains of sand, God has gathered to himself a few precious stones. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. He's like, reason within yourself. Be in awe of God and, and not sin. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. And then David's going to go on in this psalm to show that he's, in spite of all that's going on, he's in distress, but he's prayed, and now he's put his faith in God, and it's, that's all he needs. He's going to go to bed tonight with complete and utter peace, knowing that he can trust in the Lord. There be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart. More than the time that their corn and their wine increased, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Let's move on to Psalm 5. Twelve verses here. Well, yeah, twelve verses. He's going to start this one similar to how he started the last one. Verse 1. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God. For unto thee will I pray. My voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy and in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness, because my enemies make thy way straight before my face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulture. They flatter with their tongue. Destroy thou them, O God, let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions. 
for they have rebelled against thee. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee, for thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, will thou compass him with a shield. All right. Psalm 5 has a similar theme. David starts it off by again appealing to God's mercy and asking God to, to hear his prayer because of his great mercifulness, right? He says, Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King, my God, for unto thee I pray. And he reminds God, Look, the first thing you're going to hear in the morning is my voice praying to you. Verse 3, My voice shall thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and I will look up. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. Verse 6, he says, Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. Again, thou, those who speak untruth, those who speak lies. If you remember, one of the th seven things that God hates is a lying tongue. Right? In the book of Revelation, all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. God despises deception, lying, falsehood, a deceptive thing. Verse 7, But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy. In thy fear will I worship towards thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of my enemies. Make the way straight before my face. There's no faithfulness in their mouth. Again, he's talking about these liars, these deceitful people. Their inward part is very wicked. Their throat is an open sepulcher. Right? It's like a grave. They flatter with their tongue. It's just lies. It's just evil. That's all that comes out of their mouth. All we got to do is turn on the TV to see that, right? All we got to do is turn on the media, right? Destroy thou them, O God, and let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. But all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. You know, despite of what's going on around us, we have to have the joy of the Lord. And those who have true faith do, right? Because you know and you believe that no matter what's going on around you, no matter what direction the whole world seems to be snowballing towards, we know that God will take care of us. We know that we're precious to Him. The righteous, right? He's reserved. He's set apart for Himself. Verse 12, For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. Will thou compass him with a shield? A picture of protection. Well, there's our psalm for this morning. Let's go ahead and move on to Proverbs chapter 9 and get a little bit of wisdom. Again, this psalm, or I'm sorry, this proverb is directed at praising wisdom. 
He's pointing out the importance of wisdom here in Proverbs chapter 9. Let's have a look. Verse 1. Wisdom hath builded her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. She hath killed her beasts. She hath mingled her wine. She hath also furnished her table. She has sent forth her maiden. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Alright, so please note. Verse 4 says, Whoever is simple... The word simple there in Hebrew is pethayuth, which means naivete or silliness. So what the writer is saying here, you who are naive, turn hither, meaning turn towards wisdom. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, that is, wisdom says to him, Come eat of my bread and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Verse 6. Forsake the foolish and live, and go in the way of understanding. He that reproveth the scorner getteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. I think what the proverb is pointing out here is that it's kind of a waste of time to rebuke a fool, right? What does it say? If you reprove a scorner, you're oh, you're gonna get a shame, right? You're just gonna get pushback. If you rebuke a wicked man, he might he might punch you, right? Repre- reprove a wicked man and getteth himself a blot. Even Jesus said, "Don't cast your pearls before swine." Right? But if you re- give instruction to a wise man, verse nine or verse eight, reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Verse 9, give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. You see, the difference between a wise man and a foolish and wicked man is the ability, is humility, really. The ability to be able to learn. Right? Foolishness is never being able to take instruction, never being able to take correction, You're just so prideful. You might even reach out and physically harm someone who tries to point out your filth. I mean, sometimes I even see it amongst Christians. I'll do a podcast and I'm just reading the Bible. And they'll get so mad about the rebuke the Bible is giving them that they'll come flaming at the comments towards me. As if I'm the one who wrote the scriptures. It's because they, they're foolish. They're unwilling to learn and be corrected. You point out their sin, they get angry. Verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the holy is understanding. 
you can't even begin to be wise. You can't even begin to be wise without the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's where it starts. For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself, but if thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear it. So what, is, what does the King James Bible mean by the word scornest? We're having to do this a lot this morning. But really it's to, it means to talk arrogantly would be probably the best uh, definition or to boast or to mock. A mock would be a word that we would all understand very well in English. So, you know, when it says don't rebuke a scorner, it's like don't rebuke a mocker. Someone who's arrogant and they constantly boast of themselves. That's what it means to scorn. So don't bother trying to correct a scorner, a prideful boaster. Someone who's just going to mock in return. So, verse 12. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. But if thou scornest, if thou be a mocker, a boaster, if thou be someone who's prideful and talks arrogantly, thou alone shalt bear it. In other words, the trouble that will come upon you because of those attitudes, it's your own fault. You're going to bear that. Verse 13, a foolish woman, remember we looked up that word, uh, well, we looked up the word simple, which is we're getting ready to use, which just meant kind of naive, right? A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple, meaning naive, and knoweth nothing. For she sitteth at the door of her house on the seat of the high places of the city to call passengers who go right on their ways. Whoso is simple, naive, let him turn in hither. And as for him that wanteth understanding, she saith unto him, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he knoweth not that the dead are there, and that her guests are in the depths of hell. So saying, don't go in and mix yourself up with this naive, foolish woman is the example in Proverbs. If you want understanding, then know that those who are there with her, her guest, are in the depths of hell. That's some pretty strong language. Obviously, Solomon wants you to understand the dangers. The writer of the Proverb 9 here wants you to understand the dangers of walking in error, walking in foolishness. Furthermore, uh, entangling yourself with foolish people. He wants you to understand that it's a waste of time to try to reason with those who are scorners. They're arrogant. They do nothing but boast of themselves, and then they mock and deride anyone who has anything to say to them. It's a waste of time. Again, I point out what Jesus said. 
don't cast your pearls before swine. And some people may think, well, that doesn't sound very nice. Well, it's just basic principle of wisdom here, according to the Proverbs. I mean, if you know the person's a scorner, if you know they're just going to mock and ridicule, why bother? Spend your time on the wise, those who can accept correction. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I believe is being taught here. Avoid the way of the folly. Pursue the way of wisdom, which begins with what? Fearing the Lord. I pray that you've been blessed this morning. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks for those who are willing to support the podcast to help make it possible. That's all I have for you. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.